0: There go. welcome to another episode of Ocean State Sidelines. We'll Gagan, in sports editor of the Independent here with Brendan McGare of the Pawtucket Times on the soccer The extended intro. It
1: was. Uh, we don't usually do long intros, well, but uh, sometimes some songs merit it. <laughs> and
0: for those about to rock, we salute you. It's true. It's true. We do. All right, let's get, uh, let's get into some uh, high school football. It is Friday morning as we record this. So we got football in a few hours, uh, Brennan, Where will you be tonight? Big game, right? Big
1: game in Division Two, East Greenwich at Lincoln. The battle of the D two undefeateds could be a playoff preview. Could be a semifinal preview. You know, when you look at the D two landscape, I would say though these are the two of the best teams, along yep. with maybe Westerly and Barville. Yep. Those two teams will be playing uh, later on, but uh, it's all about the Lions. You know, the kind of like the. Upstart team, a team that maybe people really weren't, they weren't on a lot of people's radar at the beginning of the year against East Greenwich, a team that went to the Division II Super Bowl a year ago, high-powered offense, a lot of skilled guys, it should be an interesting night at Ferguson Field.
0: Yeah, I mean, East Greenwich has been kind of a, the, the favorite in D2 pretty much all along. I think a lot of people felt that way. Uh, like you said, D2 runner-up last year, bring back a lot of guys, got a really a dynamic quarterback in Conrad Swanson. Uh, And they've taken care of business. They've kind of blown everybody out so far. They're the top-ranked D2 team in the Rhode Island Sports Media poll, but the Lincoln Lions really have turned it on this year. I mean, huge difference from the last few years.
1: Huge, and they've been blowing out teams as well. they got a lot of athletes on that team, Uh, a a four-year starting quarterback, which you don't see, and Randall Heen. A lot of skill guys around them. Last week I was at their game against Johnson and they threw the ball considerably more than they any point during the season. I think they're gonna to have to incorporate the pass game against East It Can't be just be one dimensional. And I look for a kid like Nick Toro, you know, a big tight end over the middle, he could be a factor in this game.
0: Yeah. So that'll be that'll be a good one. That game is in Lincoln tonight. Friday night, seven o'clock, battle of four-no teams. Uh, I will be at North Kingstown High School tonight um, for a matchup with the Skippers against St. Rays. Uh, North Kingstown's three and one, still the only loss to have Bishop Hendricken. St. Rays comes in at two and two, with some some good wins on their resume. So it should be in a, a a good matchup. I think NK right now is kind of a step ahead of, of everyone that they've seen other than Hendricken. Uh, you know Cumberland. You did some good things against them last week and NK just, just blew them away in the in the eight eight minute span of the second quarter, scored twenty three points and that was the game. I was gonna say I thought
1: that was a like 23-27 blitzing by exactly. uh, skipper. And they can just yes.
0: they just cover you with waves. They well, really do. They, they have a they have a very high floor. They're, yes. they're a team where they they're explosive, but they also they they just take care of business and they'll they're very good at, at managing the clock and, and managing possessions. So in that game they were they, they just scored a tu- they scored a touchdown with a because a little over two minutes left in the first half, and you think, all right, well, you know that's about it. Cumberland ends up punting. You, and NK uses all its timeouts on that Cumberland possession to keep keep some time on the clock. Gets the ball with just over a minute left. Drives down for a field goal. It didn't end up mattering in that game, but in another game, in a big game, that's a huge ability um, that they that they have to to kind of control the clock, control the game. Uh, and it lets their exclusive offense go to work. You know, just from the St. Ray's perspective, uh, you know, they lost
1: to Bishop Hendrickson last week, 36-16. to 16. Previous two weeks, they allowed a combined nine points in wins over Shea and Cranston East. Andre Gray is the uh, starting quarterback, a sophomore. You know, beginning of the year, the Saints were kind of rotating between him and senior Devin O'Malley. I think the offense looks a lot better with Gray out there. Obviously, the coaching staff d- agrees with that as well. And uh, the other player to watch is senior, Andrew Andella. He can do a little bit of everything, you know, between running and catching the ball. So I'm sure uh, he, he is very high up on the North Kingstown scouting report. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And for NK, I mean, it's the, it's the usual suspects The James Osmanski quarterback's quarterback, is really playing well, uh, running the ball, throwing the ball, doing a great job. And his receivers, uh, Matt Riley and Shane Kenyon, uh, and Tyler Pezza have played great. Offensive line. Joe, the coach Joe Martin said their their game against Cumberland was their best performance by the O line. So they're they're actually getting better. Uh, at this <laughs> point. Yeah. yeah, which is yeah, and and you know what they they said you know after the loss to Hendrick, and it's disappointing. It you know, probably means they won't play for the state championship, but. They're still looking to lead a legacy. They have a lot on the table. You know, as, as Shoko Martin put it, if they if they win out, that's three years, two losses, both to the state champion, Bishop Hendrick and Hawks. That's an incredible three-year it, stretch.
1: Incredible. And uh, we'll see if the Saints can slow it down. Yep. You know, a few of the other games of note, I guess. Uh, hey, a tricky game. Cranston West and Barrington. Yeah. Tonight. Uh, I think that's I saw Barrington last week against Shea. Uh, you know, they're a feisty team I don't know. how They don't have a ton of offense, but they play hard on defense. Cranston West, you know, when we look at the Division One pecking order, you know, it's LaSalle, it's it's North Kingstown. Cranston West has kind of been that fourth team this they,
0: year. They they had been, and then they lost to Portsmouth last week. So who knows? Uh, so interesting things there. I mean, that's that that other side of Division One, Division One B. I yes. can't keep it straight. Division One B. Uh, yeah, you've got you've got Portsmouth actually leading that division four and zero, and then Cranston West and LaSalle are both three and one. So. All three of those teams in the mix, uh, both for the state championship berth and for the for the D1 playoffs. Uh, and also on that subject, we have Portsmouth taking on LaSalle Friday night. Another big game, similar to East Greenwich Lincoln with uh, with division leaders. That game's in Portsmouth uh, Friday at 7 o'clock. And it seems like Portsmouth is, is kind of back at yes. this point after a really rough year with some, coaching some issues. off-the-field issues, coaching change. Um, uh, but they, they've they got that program rolling again.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that'll be a big time. And switching gears to uh, Saturday morning, Smithfield will be at Narragansett. Narragansett, one of the top teams in Division Three this season, that will be a uh, interesting matchup. And uh, also North Smithfield, one of the uh, true contenders in Division Four, they will be at the EWG proud co-op team.
0: Yep, that yeah. The Division Three, I mean Narragansett, really continues to emerge. Beat the defending champ Central Falls pretty handily uh, last weekend. Uh, and they're they keep they keep pushing this along. They got off to a little bit of I think maybe a surprising start to some people. Uh, but here they are, 3 and 0 in league play. Uh, actually, I think they might be 4 and 0 in league play. I think I, I'm not looking at the right standings. But yeah, they're uh they're see, it, Smithfield has struggled so if Narragansett can Win this one, they're they're heading into a uh, couple big matchups. And then they have Pilgrim uh, and Chero down the stretch.
1: And also another big game at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Shea at East Providence. Uh, Shea, you know, Jalen Smith... You know, he was quiet in the first half last week against Farrington, and then all of a sudden, first, second play of the, of the second half, rips off a 97-yard touchdown run. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we're running out of adjectives to describe yeah. him. One of the best players in the state, if not the best. And uh, they'll be taking on a East Providence team who probably hopes that their grass surface at Pierce Stadium is the neutralizer yeah, against <laughs> a team like uh, against a team like Shea that loves to run the ball and has a, a lot of speedy athletes. I th- it's interesting that they scheduled this game at 11 a.m., and I think it probably goes back to a few weeks ago when St. Raphael beat Shea at Parasol Field, which is a grass surface. You know, Shea, they play their home games at Max Reef Field, which is turf. So a little pat- perhaps, uh, gamesmanship there oh, by the townies right. to uh, get them on grass. I like it. <laughs>
0: I like it. So that's the, uh, that's the high school football slate. Uh, should be a, a good week of games as we head toward, really, the, ha- the halfway point. Um, of league play even a little bit further than that so uh, things are solidifying some big games this week we'll have a better idea of how everything stacks up after this
1: but uh, we will shift gears now
0: to college
1: football and it, it finally and it feels like an eternity but URI is finally getting back into a CEA play and uh, they're on the road this weekend well they
0: head to Albany uh, which you know if beginning of the season if you look at the last few years you say Albany that's one of the games you pencil in as a, as a URI win if they're going to have a good year Albany goes out and beats Towson, who's ranked in the top 15 nationally last week uh, and is, is having a really good year. they got a really good freshman quarterback. As always, the CAA is just a, a real grind. Um, so URI will have its handful on the road at Albany. It's a Saturday game, three thirty. URI actually held its own against Virginia Tech um, You know, in their in their bye game down there. Uh, got the check and, and made it a decent game. It was a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. Ended up losing 34-17. Something to build on there to an extent, but I don't know that they need much in the way of confidence at this point. It's just about going out and doing it, and and now they have the the chance as they get back to, into CAA play. They need need to win a few of these down the stretch, or uh, or this season will kind of be uh, kind of be a lost year.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know one of the things that uh, Coach Fleming uh, Jim Fleming mentioned in his postgame, like the injuries that mounted up during yeah. that uh, Virginia yep. Tech game. We'll see how healthy the Rams are as they travel to New York. Um, switching gears to Bryant, uh, they are 1-1 one one in Northeast Conference play, and they have a real tall order going against uh, nationally ranked and NEC-leading Central Connecticut on Saturday. Kickoff is scheduled at 1 p.m. down in New Britain. Central Connecticut, uh, for local purposes, they have Trey Vontae Jones, oh, yes. these days known as Trey Jones, one of the talented players to come out of St. Rayfield Academy in recent years. I'm Basketball sure. star, too. Basketball star, he helped them yeah. get to the Final Four. Um, a lot of scouts, you know, like his progression in terms of maybe getting on the NFL radar. I'm sure that's a couple years down the line, but uh, that'll be interesting to see. A former uh, local product go up against uh, a local team. We'll see what the uh, Bulldogs can do here. Offensively, they've been kind of hit and miss for much of this season. Uh, unlike uh, the last couple of years under James Perry, where they were kind of like a run and shoot team. They're trying to be more... Balanced, I suppose, on offense and defense, you know, winning last week's game against Long Island, 27 to 22. You didn't see too many of those kind of scores mm. over the last couple of years with the Bulldogs. So we'll see what they can do against Central Connecticut.
0: So a lot of football to watch. Uh, if you're jonesing for uh, the round ball, well, college hoops, we got something for you there too. Uh URI uh, is hosting an open scrimmage on Tuesday evening, Uh, both the women's and men's teams starts at 6 o'clock, free and open to the public, Uh, chance for URI fans to catch a glimpse of both teams, and and then the men's team not too far away from an exhibition opener against Rhode Island College on the 26th next Saturday.
1: And uh, also, too, well, there's a little uh, scheduling news as well. Uh, yep. Mountain West uh, opponent coming to the Ryan Center.
0: That's right. The uh, Mountain West Atlantic 10 Challenge Series is official. it been uh, in the works for a while. It starts next year, and you or I will be hosting Boise State on December fifth, 2020. Boise State has been a pretty good program. They've been to yes, the NCAA Tournament a few times They've recently. been to the
1: NCAA Tournament. And, uh, you know, the one thing about these kind of tournaments where these one game showcase events where you pit one conference against another. I really think it helps in terms of scheduling, mm-hmm. in terms of you know, trying to get opponents to come to here and you go there as opposed to maybe URIs trying to maybe get Alabama, for example, right. here on a regular basis. It's tough to like get those games, but I think credit to the leaders of each of these conferences coming together and saying, like, let's do something like this, one game card, and it kind of, like I said, takes care of the scheduling concerns that you might have like trying to fill up and then does. you get an yep. rpi team say yep. like 300 or worse yeah there's
0: a reason like almost every conference is is bringing in something like this because it does it does it it's hard to schedule in college basketball and this guarantees something and Molly Gagan uh, is excited about it. Clearly. Absolutely. She
1: is. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but PC, they got uh, their first exhibition game on Saturday afternoon at the dunk against Division II Stonehill, Ed Cooley's alma mater, and he will be heading into their Athletic Hall of Fame in a ceremony scheduled for later this month. I'll be interested to see what the Friars look like. they are kind of banged up right now. LaJuan Pimpkins, Nate Watson, the freshman Greg Gant, they've kind of been held out with various ailments. And, but Ed Cooley has stressed that he wants to play faster and that's one thing that we talked about at Thursday's practice, practicing with a twenty-four second shot clock in an effort to push the tempo. Last year the Friars were tenth or ninth in most of the major Big East stat categories on offense, so that's uh, obviously been a point of emphasis for the Friars
0: during the preseason. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is you know this is an opportunity to test these kind of things out and see how it goes. You
1: know, for teams like PC and I'm sure like URI, they have a secret scrimmage against Boston Boston College schedule. You know, they're getting tired of banging against each other at this point. It's good to see a different color jersey over there and good for the coaches to maybe, you know, put in what they worked on in practice in the actual game setting where the results, obviously, they're important, but also the execution. I think that's even more of an emphasis.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll close with a shout out for me, some final thoughts from Brendan. So for me, Shout out to Renee Fontaine, North Kingstown High School senior, a cross-country runner. Uh, You can read about this in this week's Independent Online at Independent RI. She was uh, not actually running in the final meet of the regular season at Cherahoe. She was cheering on her teammates and she heard that a runner needed help. And she is a junior EMT with the Charlestown Fire Department and she took off running at that point and uh, ended up helping out. There was a Cherahoe runner who was having a medical emergency. She stayed with her, kind of monitored her breathing, her pulse, made sure her head didn't hit the ground, uh, helped out, and and the Cherahoe runner uh, we hear is on the road to recovery. So, good, well done by uh, Renee to rise to the occasion there.
1: And also, uh, my shout-out is to the uh, Burble High Girls Volleyball team. I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners are well aware of the situation surrounding this program and, you know, the... uh, Incidents involving Central Falls last month, but I just want to give the girls a ton of credit for keeping on winning I mean, they've been had a, a great season to date. They uh, won the other night sweeping Pilgrim 25 to 8 25 to 6 25-15 To prove to 12 and 1 on the season during in first place in Division 2b It was a game that the students were not allowed to be at in uh, Conjunction with the ruling made by the Raleigh and Scholastic Leagues Principals Committee But uh, you know for all the outside noise that these girls have had to maybe like hover deal with and it's hovered over the school and the program they just kept on winning. That's the best formula in terms of dealing with controversy like this
0: absolutely all right that's going to do it for us on ocean state sidelines thank you for listening enjoy the games this weekend we'll catch you again see ya. thanks everybody